everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. Hey parents, do you have any traditional fall recipes you love to make this time of year? I love to make pumpkin pie. It's a yearly tradition in our household, and it's super important that I use the best ingredients for my family. When it comes to eggs, I only use Eggland's Best Eggs. Not only do they make the pastry rich in color and texture, but taste absolutely delicious. Compared to ordinary eggs, Eggland's Best Eggs contain six times more vitamin D, 25% less saturated fat, more than double the omega-3s and vitamin B12, and 10 times more vitamin E. I always add Eggland's Best to my grocery list, as it's such a simple way to boost nutrition at any time of day, from breakfast to dinner and even snacks. Eggland's Best Eggs are available in classic, cage-free, organic, free-range, pasture-raised, hard-cooked liquid egg whites, and various frozen varieties. How can you tell you're using an EB egg? Look for the distinctive EB stamp right on the shell. Eggland's Best Eggs are available nationwide. To find them at a store near you, visit egglandsbest.com. And now it's time for a special birthday shout-out. This goes to Esther, who turns seven years old on November the 16th. The thing she wanted more than anything for her birthday this year was a premium membership. She wants to listen to all the short stories every night before bed and every time she rides in the car. Listening to the stories is truly one of her favorite things. Esther lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, She loves listening to the stories, playing with her cousins and her friends, Aria and Neil, making art, practicing the violin, playing soccer, and make-believe. Have a wonderful birthday, Esther. And now it's time for a story request. Hi, Short Stories for Kids team. We're into our second year of premium membership, and the kids are still really enjoying all of your stories, both old and new. Could we please have a story about a girl named Ada who was playing with her tea set when she noticed her cat was gone? She becomes a ninja and teams up with a warrior called Felix. There was once a beautiful village in a forest beneath a tall mountain. It was a peaceful place, and all because it was under the protection of one person. The villagers were very grateful to have this special person living with them, and would call out to her whenever they saw her. Oh, Ada, thank you so much for saving us from the rock trolls, an old woman called cheerfully as she passed Ada in the market. Oh, Ada, how wonderful that you beat the bandits that wanted to rob us. A woodcutter said when she went to collect wood. Oh, Ada, how lucky we all are that you banished the dragon, cheered a group of children who saw Ada outside of their school. Whenever somebody showed gratitude in this way, Ada would just nod and smile politely. She did not help the village to be famous or to become rich, but because she knew it was the right thing to do, All Ada wanted was to live a quiet life with her cat. 
One day, Ada arrived home after buying food. She put the items away and then got out her tea set, which was set up carefully on the table. She loved her tea set and took great pride in arranging every item carefully. What always made her smile was that when her cat heard the clatter of cups or the jangle of spoons, it would come running to the table, tail held high, hoping for a saucer of milk. But not today. Ada looked puzzled, called for her cat, but he didn't come. She searched through the house, in all of the cat's favorite hiding places, but he was nowhere to be seen. And then, just when she thought... There was nowhere else to look. She spied a footprint near the window. Not a cat's footprint, though. This one looked like a human's. But there were seven toes, and the footprint was made of fine black dust. The shadow spirit, said Ada in surprise. It had come into her home, and now her cat was missing. Oh, this was dreadful news, and it meant that there was only one thing for Ada to do. She went to her bedroom to change, returning dressed all in black, for Ada was a ninja. Wasting no time, she bounced down the steps and through the village, heading for the mountain. She'd not gone far when she'd passed a warrior with golden armor, carrying a heavy sword. Oh, wait, kind ninja, he said respectfully. I have heard many stories of how you have protected this village. I learned how you defeated a pair of rock trolls, frightened away a horde of bandits, and sent a dragon fleeing in terror. I was so impressed by your deeds that I have traveled many miles to meet you. Ada bowed to the warrior in thanks for his kind words. I'm afraid I I don't have much time to talk to you, she said. The wicked shadow spirit that lives in the mountain has taken my cat, and I must get him back. Noble ninja, said the warrior, it would be my honor to accompany you on this quest to save your cat. I am Felix, and I pledge my sword to your service. Ada considered this. Normally, she fought her battles alone, not because she didn't want help, but because there was nobody in the village capable of assisting her. Very well, said Ada. I accept your kind offer. I hope you can move swiftly in that armor because we've a steep climb ahead of us. Oh, don't you worry about me, said Felix. I'll be by your side all of the way. On the mountain's lowest slopes were many great boulders thrown from the mountain thousands of years ago. The forest of trees had grown up around them, making the path upwards as curling and twisty as a writhing snake. The trail's twists and turns made it hard to see what was up ahead, but Ada pressed on with Felix directly behind her. Ada's ninja senses were very sharp, and she suddenly halted, holding up her hand as a signal for Felix to stop too. What is it? he whispered, his eyes searching for danger. The birds, said Ada quietly. They've stopped singing. Something has disturbed them. Allow me to keep moving forward, suggested Felix. You climb the boulders. Ada agreed and disappeared up a rocky surface. Now alone, Felix held up his heavy sword and carefully continued on his way, placing each boot as silently as he could upon the path. 
as he rounded a corner, a large rock tipped Ford, threatening to crush him, but his quick wits gave him just enough time to dodge aside. Get her! roared a rock troll as it stomped out of its hiding place. Smash her to smithereens! bellowed a second, holding a tree trunk as a club. But when the two trolls saw it was Felix, they looked disappointed. Hey, where's the ninja girl? said the first rock troll. Yeah, we're supposed to get our revenge for her beating us, said the second. I'm happy to beat you as well, said Felix, pointing his sword at them. Silly human, said the first rock troll. Your sword can't hurt a troll made of rock, boasted the second as they charged at him. You two again, said Ada from behind them. She had climbed across the boulders to stand upon one further up the slope. Here she had wedged a sturdy branch between two great rocks. The two trolls were furious to be outwitted by the ninja, and so ignoring Felix, they charged back up the slope. Ada threw all her weight forward onto her lever, forcing the great boulder beneath her to tilt forward. It was the same trick the rock trolls had tried to pull on her. But now they were in danger's path. The boulder crashed down on top of them, trapping them underneath. Huh, good work, said Felix, once the dust had settled. Ada nodded. We must move with caution. I fear there will be more surprises ahead of us. Beyond the boulders, the trees became tall firs covered in dark green needles. Less light made it to the forest floor, making it difficult to see, which would have been a problem if Ada wasn't a ninja. Her keen senses saw the trap up ahead. A pit had been cut into the path and covered with sticks and dry fallen needles. She tugged Felix's arm so they could hide behind a tree, then threw a large broken branch so it hit the center of the trap and crashed into the pit below. Suddenly, the forest was full of cheers as bandits poured from their hiding places. We've got her, celebrated a toothless bandit in a battered metal helmet. She's in the trap, she's in the trap, chanted a big hairy brute carrying a long-handled axe. Soon, there were seven bandits surrounding the pit, staring down into the darkness between the broken sticks and dry needles. I can't see her down there, said the toothless bandit. Oh, it's too dark, grumbled the hairy bandit, leaning out over the edge. Perhaps you should all take a closer look, said Ada, and gave the bandits closest to her a mighty push. As they tumbled into their own trap, the bandits on the other side of the pit gasped at Ada's cunning. The ninja, they cried, before they could react. It was Felix's turn to give them a nudge. They, too, toppled into the trap. While the bandits groaned far below, Felix looked up at the mountain, where the high peak could be seen through a gap in the branches. Let's go, Ada said calmly. The trees began to thin, and the mountain slope became dangerous underfoot. The ground was covered in scree, made up of loose stones. Every footstep sent stones scuttling, down the slope behind them. A cave loomed large far above, and it was this that they made their way towards. Occasionally, they would see the discarded bones of animals 
where something big had tossed them from the cave. Is there something living up there? asked Felix nervously. A dragon, warned Ada. You don't have to face it with me. No, no, I made a promise, said brave Felix. But how do you defeat a dragon? Should we hide, sneak around it? Oh, no, said Ada. We'll just wait right here. And so, wait is what they did. After an hour, a thin curl of smoke emerged from the cave. After two hours, the smoke was thick. After three hours, flames licked forth. Oh, I fear the dragon is getting angry, said Felix. That's the idea, said Ada. After four hours, the dragon burst out of the cave, smoke and flames pouring from its mouth. Curse you, ninja! If you won't come and fight me in my cave, then I shall come and fight you where you stand. The impatient dragon plunged down the slope, all teeth and claws and fire. But the dragon was a mighty beast of great weight and size. Normally, it would fly up from its cave, but Ada had tempted it to run down the slope to attack her instead. When its heavy feet touched the loose scree, the stones and rocks began to slip. In seconds, the dragon was skidding uncontrollably at the center of its own tremendous landslide. Ada stood firm, taking Felix by the hand. Jump when I jump and try to keep up, she said, and jumped. They landed on the dragon's nose as it reached them and began running over its head, along its neck, down its back, and across its tail to land gently onto the ground beyond. Meanwhile, the poor dragon slid onwards, ending in an enormous crash amongst the trees far below. That takes care of that, said Ada. Come along, Felix, we're nearly there. They reached the cave and walked into the darkness beyond. Felix lit a fiery torch from his tinderbox to help guide their way. There was a narrow passage at the cave's rear that carried them deep into the mountain, eventually opening up into an ancient chamber with pillars carved into the rock. A great stone chair sat at the far end where the shadow spirit sat. In his lap was a bulging cloth bag. I have come for my cat, said Ada matter-of-factly. Well, you may not have it, hissed the spirit. It wore a dark, hooded robe that was frayed and tattered. I snuck up on your sleeping cat and stole it away to draw you up here to me. I have plans for your village and you constantly spoil them. If my trolls, bandits, and dragon cannot stop you, then I will. I won't fight you, said Ada. Then who will? Your brave warrior here? asked the spirit. No, he won't fight you either, she said, looking relaxed. You will fight me, shouted the angry shadow spirit, or your cat is doomed. And to show what it said, the spirit thrust its hand into the cloth bag and pulled the cat out by the scruff of its neck, which was what Ada was hoping. The cat was so cross to have been stuffed into a bag that it popped its claws and attacked the shadow spirit. Screamed the spirit. Get off me! But the cat wouldn't stop. Screeching in panic, 
the spirit dropped the cat and fled, disappearing into the darkest corner of the chamber to never be seen again. Ada bent down and collected her cat into a warm cuddle. You truly are a clever and skillful opponent, said Felix, impressed. Ada just smiled. I wish to show my thanks for your help, she said at last. Return with me to my house. I have a beautiful tea set I wish to share with you. Felix thought this was an excellent idea. And so the ninja, the warrior, and the cat went home. The end.